0: My name is Yessi. I play the dwarven warrior Grimton Steadyhand, and this is Advantage.
1: Last episode the party was woken from their exhaustion by the sounds of skeletons and zombies tearing through their makeshift alarms. Grimton, Alric, Alaris, and Morlinde sprang to their feet to defend their humble camp. The cloudy, moonless night offered no safety against the undead, and the battle was fought in only the tiny light of their fires glowing embers. As the dust settled, The party pondered the origin of such monsters, deciding that these undead were not the product of a necromancer, but the result of of unblessed souls who were killed in the Great Forest Fire. The devastation and tragedy combined with the darkness of the new moon to generate undeath. Traps and alarms were reset, and Alric finished the Night's Watch as others returned to their bedrolls. And that's where we'll pick up. somebody else up to get another shift or did you stay up the entire rest of the night
2: uh no i just took grimton shift um if, and then i woke up alaris, or alaris i guess so i did get does that did, are you asking me because you're going to give me some rest or because like what
1: <laughs> yeah i i, I want to know if you if you stay up until dawn or if you wake up alaris and I, I do wake up alaris, alaris. i just took grimton shift Alaris, do you wake the party up at first light, or do you let everybody sleep in so
3: Auric um, can get some full rest? Uh, I'll, I'll let everyone sleep in a little bit. I'm fine with that. We I'll say uh, around, let's see, we'll say Grimton finish his shift around 3. Or we finished that fight around 3, so his shift probably ended around 4, so we'll just wake up around 8. Okay, that's a
1: good amount of time. I like it. So I did get a full rest? You did get a full rest. There you go. We're all back. Everybody yet. should Plantation. be fully recharged. Congratulations.
0: Something interesting that I never occurred to me playing D and D is like, how do they measure time in these places? Is it still a twelve number system? Like, yeah. <laughs> I think about stuff yeah. like that, it's,
1: it's definitely it's still a seven day week. um It's still it's a four four week month, and there are twelve months, and there are four seasons. And instead of using January, April, whatever, I did not do that in order. Uh, <laughs> January, <laughs> April, June. Uh. So so in, in my mind, the calendar system is, is 12 months and it starts, uh, we'll say in relative December with early winter, middle winter, late winter, late winter being February. And then in March, early spring, middle spring, late spring, early summer, and then you get you get the rest.
4: Yeah, well, I'm sorry, I forgot how seasons work, because I moved to Texas.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Because <laughs> they work so well here in Arkansas.
4: Hey, they
2: were, whoa, at least you
4: hold got <laughs> some snow or something.
1: Yeah, F- Fort Worth got a single snow day. Did you get any down in San Antonio?
4: Oh, shut up. The last time I'm they sorry. got snow was like 2011. <laughs> My students remember it. They were like one time it snowed and it stayed there all afternoon. <laughs> I was like <laughs> we were in like we were in like 3rd grade like they canceled school for like 3 days. <laughs>
0: <I'm> like we <laughs> were really riding that now, huh?
4: <laughs> yeah. And they were and I was, was like did you, glory, did, you did you go sledding? Did you go sledding? Did you do snowball fights? They're like no, how do you do that? <laughs> like was a been slut?
0: Like
1: a
4: dusting of snow. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Texas is funny.
0: Nothing was more humbling than like when we lived in New Jersey and I would walk out and the snow would be to my chest as like an eight-year-old. And I'd be like, how the hell
4: uh-huh.
0: do I ambulate?
1: <laughs> to answer the the question that's related to seasons in d and D, I I imagine the Watch Force to be a nice temperate zone. And I'll let you guys pick a season... That we're in, not winter. Let's say late, uh, late spring. Yeah. All right, yeah, late, late, <sighs> late spring, spring. It's comfortable. So it's it's late spring. You wake up. It's chilly outside. The wind is is gusty, and the clouds that were in the sky uh, last night that made it so dark remain there this morning. Do you brew some tea and make breakfast, and just pack on up and start heading north? You still got probably. Two or three days along the road until you get to Forest Edge.
3: Yeah, I assume we just kinda do our generic morning stuff and then This is eat. your first night together though. I <laughs> mean Yeah, I mean I assume everyone does their Bears. own generic morning things. Like I'm yep. sure everyone has their own morning rituals or whatever. Like Lars, no, tell me about your
1: morning ritual. What's how how do you do that camping life?
3: I mean the first thing I do every morning when I wake up is decide what spells I'm going to use for the day. Of course, you, you <laughs> wake up laying on your spellbook. I mean, you might as well just. Basically. Out. It's just, a good pillow. It's basically my pillow, yeah. Um, so I'll do that. I'll pick the, the level one spells I'm going to use. Which are? Um, I will pick um, Unseen Servant, uh, Tasha's Hideous Laughter, okay. and uh, Witch Bolt. What else do you and, do? Then I just eat a quick breakfast. Maybe have some tea, you know. Okay. Just, and then pack up everything. Arik, would you explain to me what sort of rations you find
1: in uh, in the Warden's handy haversack? It's, like,
2: calorie-rich food, but it is maybe not the most delicious. Like granola? I'm, I'm imagining hearty vegetables. Okay. That, like, can pretty much grow inside the sack, like, without any sunlight uh, or water. Or like, like that like... Uh, like Potatoes, basically. <laughs> <Okay. clears throat> um, dehydrated foods, a lot of jerky, stuff like that. And then, like, okay. does time pass inside of <laughs> like one
1: of those? Um, like, well, important According, according to according to the DMG, you run out of air after what is it, ten minutes, in inside the handy haversack. So time apparently passes, or at least maybe time doesn't pass, but you would still feel continue motion. And you still continue using up oxygen and stuff. So, would food so that's rot? A, that's a weird thing.
4: Well, here's the thing if it we'll goes on forever, but there's only 10 minutes of oxygen, then there must be like a less oxygenated space where food can reside for longer.
1: Or we just say it's magic and food doesn't rot. I'm just gonna go with that. I like cool, let that, go with that one. All right, so it's there's magic. definitely some like
2: meat options that are like portioned. Or like in okay yeah how many um so you've got like what six days maybe uh huh. and um but Arik, you know every frugal um and it's breakfast so we're like not gonna cook up a steak you know just just select some, a, a nice mix of vegetables and some bread maybe like some dehydrated meat just like a power snack
1: kind of deal it's a it's a light power snack but it's also a very good breakfast feast i enjoy it um well, Linda, what are what are your breakfast rituals like?
4: Um, well the first thing I do is meditate and pray quietly to myself. That's pretty uh private. Like I go somewhere. I don't just like sit up and do it on my sleeping bag. Like
1: Do you I wanna learn... go down to the banks of the Charmed River?
4: Sure. That's where I do that. So I just kinda chill there <laughs> and be generally worried for the state of the forest and the peoples within it which i was before all of this went down and so now i'm just even more Uh, (laughs) um when things weren't crazy i would just eat like fruit and stuff whatever was around and so i will continue to eat whatever is available but not meat because that's bad
2: I assume that Grimton just sort of, like, gave out portions... Or not Grimton, sorry. Uh, All just sort of gave out portions to everyone. Who are you? I was carrying the bag. Like, I didn't just eat and then, like, wonder what they were going to do.
0: Yeah.
4: Yeah, Yeah, so I go back up and get some food.
1: Grimton, my old, rugged dwarf. After 300 years...
0: Grimton starts every morning the same way. At least in the last... I don't know, like, 100 years or so. And it sounds like this. <laughs> 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 Which is swiftly preceded by, like, some stretching. He focuses on his back and legs, mostly. Or his back leg. and leg. <laughs> Alright, friends. So, at some point,
1: I imagine that you actually pack up everything and continue along your way. Yes, So you continue to head north along the cobbled path, and the clouds that have been gathering above you since early, early dawn are providing a nice cooling shield against the sun. Everybody give me a nature check, please.
0: I rolled a nat 20, Joe. Perfect. Just to average that out, I rolled a two. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh,
1: I'm
4: sure. i rolled a 21
0: you
1: hear the boom of thunder in the distance and looking up you notice clouds begin to slowly swirl around a fixed point miles to the south but Grimpton, now that you think about it yeah. no grimton <laughs> you do Who's <laughs> a party average you passed yeah. Now that, I feel like I
2: wasted a, a Nat twenty on thunder. Like I, I
1: don't know. <laughs> and now that you think about it, these clouds didn't ride in on a front, but just accumulated directly overhead as if from nothing. And you get a raindrop in your eye and on your shoulders that begin to dampen. And you see lightning this time as it crashes from the center of the swirling clouds. And seconds later. You feel your insides tighten as a force of thunder engulfs you. Go ahead and everybody give me a con save. Uh, Joe, I,
0: roll, I rolled a four. I'm small. I rolled a twenty. <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh, rolled a 20. Two, and I have no plus or minuses on con, so I'm just uh.
1: You're just two. I'm just uh, there. Alaris, what about you? Twelve. Everybody but Grimton is absolutely. Deafened, buys us thunder. That's (laughs) annoying.
2: Grimton's too old, like his his ears already going out.
1: (laughs) The rain begins to absolutely pour down on you, and it carves rivers through the ash on its way to lower ground where it starts to pool. Everybody give me a perception check. And this is all visual, so even though you're deafened, I'm not going to give you disadvantage on it.
4: Nat 20. What a good waste of a nat 20. That's a 14. 18.
1: From the center of the storm, you can barely make out an electric blue raptor. It must be colossal in size for you to see it from this distance, and lightning strikes at it and ignites its feathers over and over as it soars, and it heads south before swinging west, forming a large circle as it makes its way even north of you and then returns to its origin in the swirling rage of the storm.
4: Wait, an electric blue what?
1: Raptor. A hawk.
4: Oh. Yeah, a
0: bird, not like not like not dinosaur, like dinosaur. and it to continues those. to ring <laughs> <Money. laughs> are you guys seeing this? what? that, he says pointing at the sky
4: <laughs> oh
0: yeah, Orlinda,
1: give yeah me... the
4: thing
0: give me
1: a religion check with advantage
4: good 16
1: you know this to be an avatar of Stormhawk
4: guys, this is uh, this is an avatar of Stormhawk.
3: Who's Stormhawk? What? Can you hear,
1: Alars? What? <laughs> can, I, can I hear Moralinde at all? You see the lips moving, but the, the torrential rain is presumably just blotting out the words that she's speaking, and all you get is that nice... Uh, Ringing in your ears, Arik.
2: Like my bow is in hand, and like an arrow is knocked. It's not. It's not pulled. It's just knocked, because I'm nervous.
0: Let's go take down Starhawk.
2: <laughs> well, like I didn't hear that. And while I'm like generally familiar with the spirits, I don't know what Merlinde <laughs> knows. All I know is something is angry, and it's above us. Is it?
0: Is it
1: coming um, towards us? No. It's our. It's it's already circled above you. Uh, and it oh. returned back to its origin point. Uh, oh, it's just miles, like... miles south. It it made a giant, sweeping, probably. I don't know how to do circumference very well, but I'm gonna say that it was probably 150 mile circumference.
2: Wow, <laughs> that's
4: huge!
2: You. <laughs> You're telling me it's no longer
1: overhead. It just flew past. It, it yeah. Um, arc, give arc- me can a. Safe. Give me a history check.
4: Um just for the record 3 Marlinde three thinks Stormhawk is like a generally good spirit, well-meaning at least. Do you? Okay. I mean Perhaps. fought fought, me. fought against the primordials in the dawn war.
1: Allow me to uh, remind you of some features about Stormhawk and so hopefully you can connect it to uh, and give it some context. Stormhawk is in that avatar that you just saw had electric blue feathers. Yeah, that, that's uh... the part I like on like Wait a second. Which, like the Tempest Oath... Crap. ...has electric blue fletching, which, just like Kirith... Kirith staff, yeah. So that's what you glean for your religion check. Oh, oh, wait, before you do that, everybody... Can I notice oh, roll, that? Roll, like... me a, roll me a con saving throw, just to try to get you undeafened. Oh, everybody?
4: Number eight. Yeah.
1: Twenty. Nine, Alaris, you're clear. Moreland Day and Ulrich, you're still deafened.
2: I, as a player, recognize the electric blue. Would it be possible for me, as a character, to have recognized, not understood the context of it properly, but to have like been like, "Hey, that was an electric blue feather. I've seen that a couple other places now."
1: Uh, I, I rolled that history, che- I rolled that history check, uh, and you failed. I'm gonna say that that history check was for context. Um, okay. I'm. I'll let you recognize the feather though
2: that, yeah that's all like that's all I really would have been super good at anyway, is just realizing that we've seen that a few times now, so I'm definitely like digging in my ear and like shaking my head and and trying to like
1: yeah roll another messing. con saving throw with advantage there we go, seventeen boom, you're saved, uh Morelande, do you want to get in there too?
4: yeah, I'm shaking my head a lot, hopes. Eleven! Jesus! Perfect, we'll call
1: it. I I mean, I wasn't going to keep you as the only person deafened forever. Uh, (laughs) Eventually it subsides.
3: I I imagine we have kept walking this entire time, not just standing.
2: When I regain my hearing, turn to Morlinde. Morlinde, would you like to shed some light on on what just happened? I was going to say, I don't know a whole lot about what's going on, but I've seen that electric blue feather before.
4: So that's an avatar of Stormhawk, uh, that big bird flying in the sky, and, um, I think that those, uh, zealots from the Tempest Oath are affiliated with Stormhawk. I'm not sure, I'm not sure what this means, but I don't know if it's good. It might be interesting though, because we might find Karrith, because I think, I think those are all related. But I'm not really sure what this means, but it's probably not good.
3: Did the avatar of Stormhawk appear somewhere that was not in the same direction as we were going?: Correct like that you... you that
1: that appeared way south of you, and by way south, I mean I don't know, probably a day's walk okay
2: so we're, we're pressing on then.
1: Ulrich, rolling a history check and then add advantage. <laughs>
2: Thirteen. The first. The first was a was a critical fail. So,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was just deafened. I'm a little disoriented. You know, what? I'm
1: going to give it to you anyway because you're a warden scout, and this is your home, uh, and and your land. You know that about a day's walk south of you, that's Talos or that was Talos
2: I think if we all saw the same thing, Stormhawk, you said went. South, and based on about how far it looks like he went, I think he came from what used to be Isatalos.
3: Hmm. That's interesting. It is.
2: I'm not sure what to make of this information. Like, clearly, there's a lot going on in this forest, and clearly, Stormok has a lot to say about it. Um, There's nothing for us back in Isatalos. There might be something waiting for us in Isatalos when we return
3: not many there's not much reason to return for at least a long, a long while
2: no uh it concerns me a little bit too about proximity to our party joe is there a is there a uh, cache
1: nearby uh sure yeah we'll say that there's one half an hour's walk away from you I, i'd just like to check in see if any crows have,
2: have made their way magically to our direction
1: Hey friends, it's Joe. So excited that you've joined us once again for another chapter of our story. Lots of good things are happening and it's only gonna get better. We've got lots of folks who have helped us with that story who deserve some serious appreciation. Daniel Grayling created all of our graphic art and uh, gave us a a stunning logo and um, other digital works like the maps on the website. Blake Boss composed this magical custom soundtrack that's playing behind me now. You can listen to that full overture. by itself at soundcloud.com slash Blake Labor of Love Graphics and LaborOfLoveGraphics.com Graphics.com um, gave their efforts in helping us create a magnificent website. AdvantageDnd.com is a huge resource for you as our listeners. It has maps and location details and info on the cast and characters. All of those character details are also linked to Heroforge.com where you'll be able to find custom designed minis of those characters designed by the cast and me. Dark Silver Forge recently agreed to offer 10% off on all of their products to advantage listeners. Their company sells high quality products for discerning role-playing gamers. The Dragonsteel and Cthulhu Gold Medal die sets are their pride and joys so make sure to go and check those out. Those sets are cast in zinc alloy and their D20 is 5.5 times heavier than your standard plastic dice. Lots of skill and love goes into creating those products. And you can go see that love for yourself at darksilverforge.com. Use the code ADVANTAGEDND, no space, all caps, to receive 10% off everything on their website. At some point this week, hopefully on the evening that this episode airs, actually I'll be uh, sitting down with Sully, Kristen, and Alex from our sibling podcast, How Friends Roll. We'll be recording the next episode of the Switch series in which I'll be uh, DMing a one-shot campaign for them. I'm absolutely stoked for it, fam. You should expect to hear that story air on their RSS feed sometime within the next month, so make sure to go subscribe to them now if you haven't already. You can find them on iTunes and look them up on Twitter at HowFriendsRoll. After nearly a two-month hiatus, Zach, Yessie, Sarah, Steve, and I are are finally going to have the chance to sit down and roll some die next week. And that means that finally, after months of continual postponement, we are but a week from recording our mailbag episode. I can confidently warn you now that you have only one more week to submit uh, questions if you want to get on that episode. Our handles on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr are all at AdvantageDND.com. Send us your questions there and we'll respond to any and all of them. I encourage you to also send us a voice recording too. Um, You can send us one of those by opening up your phone's voice recording app and emailing that file to advantagednd at gmail.com. We intend to read all of the reviews that we receive and respond to all the great ratings that we get on iTunes too. So please um, offer us your feedback there. I say all that, of course, but like, Don't limit yourself by contacting us only for questions on mailbacks. Um, We're absolutely down to chat and make friends. Recently, I've been enjoying talks with Kit Battlebard and Kevin Brossard on the Twitters. Interactions in all forms just absolutely encourage us to continue sharing our story. Uh, So don't hesitate. Now let's return to the show. Thank you. Go ahead and describe what this cache placement looks like. It's kind of away from the river a little bit uh, on the east side. This one uh, is in a little bit of like a a kind of grotto, um,
2: but that one that's hard to see unless you know where it is or unless you are floating down the river and turn at the right spot. Um, So like the grotto itself, it's also like slightly magically protected, just a little bit to where you like, if you don't know if to look for it, your eyes will will sweep past it. And then at a like shallower point in this grotto, there under the water is a, like recognizable warden chest, just like the, the other ones we've seen. And then kind of like in the back of this grotto, cave is a strong word, um, <laughs> hole in, in the ground that
1: like clearly has like a cage built into it for, for like birds to roost. You do see a couple crows, and they begin to repeat a message, their their own message, over and over, speaking over each other, not making any sense. It says, All Real, Squadron 9, machines from mountains coming to investigate the burn, staying hidden, but have killed three.
2: Okay, so I put that one, I finish writing it down, I put that
1: one back, and I get the second one. Be prepared to repeat it, because I'm writing these down. Aurel, Squadron 9, located Circle of the Land, Druid, staying with gnomes, leaving East Italian territory soon, no caches, no replies. If, they, if the party wasn't around me, I
2: make sure that they gather and I read the messages off to them.
0: As Ulrich finishes relaying the first message, Grimton becomes visibly uneasy.
2: Do I, do I perceive this? Yes. Got something you'd like to share, Grimton?
0: If the first message is what I think it is, then Grey Thunder's Warforged have made their way into Zatalo's. What's a Warforged?
2: Not good.
0: They are machines. Some would argue with you that they are alive, but I don't see them that way. And Grey Thunder has amassed a number of them. And as (laughs) the name would imply, Young Druid, they follow orders and don't ask many questions. A lot of times, fighting is involved.
4: Who are they fighting if we all left Isatalos?
0: According to the message, they're coming to investigate the Burn, but also according to the message, they've had confrontations already. Right. I,
2: assume, I assume Grace Under to be a bit of an opportunist here, maybe trying to see what he can get out of it, and the Warforged are just going to kill anything in their way if they think it's in the way.
0: Their mission could have been as simple as go recon the area, or it could have been go conquer the area.
2: Morlinde, can you enlighten us a little bit about the Circle of Land druids?
4: Um, those are my druids, and if they're getting attacked, I, I mean that—that's my circle. Those are people I know. Those are my friends and colleagues, um, and if they're getting attacked by scary machines, then then I I want to go back and take care of them.
2: I'll say that Allreal is incredibly capable and clearly has killed three Warforged on his own. Just because Allreal has located the land druids doesn't mean anyone else has, um, and I can ask him more about that Uh, he also appears to be staying with some of my people if I had to guess he's staying with the uh, the Davrama people the woodland wing Uh, they're not easy to find so he'll be safe Um, and I assume that at least for a time the circle of land will be safe as well though the presence of Warforged and the presence of Stormhawk do not bode well for this area. I recommend that we get done what we need to get done, and then... I mean, I would say come back to figure out what's going on, but, but it might not be a, a, a pretty place when we return.
4: Which is why we um, need to go now and take care of it.
2: Lots of things are happening in the immediate. I can get All Real to assist you with the circle of land. What would you like me to tell him? That we're going to help? Right. Do you have any, like, specific things you would like for him to do...
3: By no replies does it mean that they don't expect to reply back or don't reply. Leaving is Italian territory soon.
1: no caches, no replies.
2: Right uh-huh. um, So
4: they're leaving.
2: We can we can try a crow. there's no guarantee that it'll get there. Um, if there are no caches, no replies, he can't say anything back. but he might might get it. It's a long shot. What do we want to do?
4: I want to go back.
2: Grimton. You
3: wanna go back to Isatalos?
4: I understand that we're going to like help Pandominion people or whatever so they don't encounter crazed uh elves, but also like the forest is about to get really screwed up and we are leaving.
0: I trust Erica Try, the head of the watch, and I think she's more than capable of holding the Line, so to speak if there is confrontation between the Pandeminion and the Celts, I would be lying if I told you that I'm not more interested in going towards the Forge. but that's just because I have my own vetted interest and
3: grace under and
0: well that's that
2: Alaris
3: that's fine if everyone thinks that we would be better served going back the way we came that's fine
2: I generally agree with Grunton's assessment. They they have been warned. We sent a scroll, correct? Yes. We could be heading straight into a lot of crossfire. Is that a, a pretty, risk that yeah. everyone is willing to accept? It sounds like it's a pretty yes. hot mess. What, what is our aim here to return? What are we doing?
4: So to make sure that Let's... the forest doesn't get completely destroyed. Or at least do our best to prevent it.
0: Protect the circle of land druids first and foremost.
4: At least get them out of there.
0: At let's figure try one
4: the forwards through there and get them out of my forest. So
0: now
3: we're going to search for the gnome people.
2: The Davarama. So let's try a crow to all real. He might not get it, but if he does, it can help bring us a little
1: closer. What, what should we say to
2: him?
4: Heading your way, be there tomorrow.
1: It's more than a day's walk. It's going to be like a three-day haul.
3: You're two nights away from getting to Forest Edge. Uh,
4: so my,
3: my only concern with going back is the, one, the message did say leaving East Italian territory.
4: Yeah. So part and of me feels like the battle
3: has already been lost. <sighs> While I do understand the need and the want to go back to your home and defend it, at the same time we don't know what we're getting ourselves into
2: we do need to think about where they're going leaving east italian territory could mean deeper into the watched forest probably not the Pandominion.
3: i just think we should think before we just run back like run back to or run randomly and i thought it was
4: like a, I thought it was like a day i didn't think it was three
3: like whatever we need to do we need to start booking it
2: yeah we we need to hustle they're pretty much they're either going into the Kingdom of Herd Earth itself or deeper into the Watched Forest. Yeah. Deeper could be good, especially if he's sticking with the Davrama people, but there isn't there aren't caches that deep.
4: I just don't want all the people in the watched forest to get wiped out and I'm leaving. And we're just like leaving and I don't know what's going on.
2: Joe, um when you say leaving East Italian territory, that means like Watch Forest is still an option, so like there are not caches in deeper parts of the Watch
1: Forest? Correct. The wardens have caches set up in East Italian's immediate area, which is, which is about like two days on every border. By all sides. Or two yeah. days away
3: from the center city.
4: Okay. Well, I'm not done with this.
3: I don't necessarily think we should go north anymore. I'm just wanting to figure out what the best plan is from yeah. this point there's even a chance that we should go over to the Rock of Visions and join forces with them and convince them to go help with the Warforged. Mm -hmm. There's multiple options. I'm just, we need to decide what we're going to do. That would be a good
4: use of diplomacy, honestly.
3: If we could get... If if we could convince them, that kills two birds with one stone because they won't be turning their wrath on the Pandominion, and they'll be helping save their homeland. We could also get killed in the process. It is a risky option. I'm just saying it is also an option that I don't think we had thought about yet.
4: I like it though. Like if y'all don't want to go fight the scary machines, we could at least get people we don't like to try.
2: Well, I'm not terribly religious myself, but the spirits seemed to have a hand in this, Murlinde. Maybe ask for some guidance. <laughs>
4: yeah. <laughs> we just saw a spirit.
2: Yeah. So so maybe maybe ask for some guidance. I'm not going to like tell you how to do your job, but <laughs> <laughs> if, that, if, that, if that can help.
0: If we were to go check down the people that went to the Rock of Visions, there's a pretty good chance we might just miss them, because we don't know where they've gone after that. We assume that they would be heading north towards the Pan Dominion, but who's to say where they've gone?
4: Yeah, how far behind them would we be?
1: They started heading east and you went north. Um, mm-hmm. So at this point, I'm going to do some hypotenuse finding and uh, I'm going to pull out my... That's
4: what my kids are learning this week.
1: I'm Yeah, we're going to do some, uh, some triangulating and say that they're uh, like a day ahead of you, maybe. Maybe two days ahead of you at this point.
4: I'm not sure if it's possible I'm not sure if it's worth the risk but it would be cool
1: the Rock of Visions is like a week away to the east while the Davrama are four or five days to the west and uh, Force Edge is two days to the north
2: I didn't I didn't realize we had any kind of like specific intel on where the Davrama
1: well I mean I'm just I'm you don't ballparking it you you know that they're somewhere in the western forest because that's where uh Al-Ril was and he's that's true found them
2: uh which yeah man if he's moving deeper into the forest though like there's not a lot of options for him like he's either going south or he is going into hurt earth east italian territory only extends so far west or, or sorry the watched forest only extends so far west and there's not a whole lot of space there I just wish he we might be
3: had more information on what he was doing. He might be heading like towards
0: and planning to cross the Charm River. Well, but he's heading out of the Italian territory.
2: He's yeah, he is
0: might be heading south.
2: He's either headed south deeper it, into the forest or due west toward Hard Earth.
1: Don't forget that Letris is the next uh the next city down the Charmed
3: River, or I guess upstream right. of the Charmed River, which is south. Like, I mean that's where we sent the rest of the islos in like the yeah. people was south so it seems as if if you people wanted to be more safe they would be heading in a southward direction
4: that makes sense
3: so um and I don't imagine one warden scout is going to try to infiltrate Hadirth and do yeah. a, like I don't I can't I just don't, I don't imagine know. that happening
2: agreed is not an idiot
1: trying to try to pull a coup on King grace under. <laughs> so then
2: where are we going
1: to go
4: i don't know you want to try and convince the uh the zealots to go attack some machines or is that a little too out of our uh diplomacy levels
3: i mean i think that that sounds like the best idea hey
1: don't forget that
3: what are the 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 dominion is also against the warforged That's true, we could just continue on our way and try to get some pandiminion assistance.
4: Yeah, but the more pandiminion we put in the forest, like...
3: Well, how do we know that the Warforged didn't enter the forest already and they were the ones that caused all the spirits to be upset?
4: True, but I don't think the spirits are upset because of the pandiminion- I think the spirits are upset because of the way the people of the forest have been ignoring them for the past couple decades.
3: I feel like they're upset about a lot of things.
4: True. I think they're a little finicky.
3: Uh... Maybe they they don't Uh... agree. My vote is either to go north or to go
0: east.
2: And, And clearly Stormhawk is concerned about something, and the Warforged would be a reasonable threat to hold his attention. So, Alaris votes north or east. Grimton, what are your thoughts?
0: even though I want to go fight the Warforged, or at least investigate further, we should probably keep heading north towards Pandominion. Like we set out to do. More Lindy?
4: Um, I'm gonna try and pray at Stormhawk real quick and see if I can get something. Although I've never actually had communication with this spirit before, but like, it's worth a try. Okay. So While good. she's uh,
3: doing that. Ulrich, what's your vote?
2: I trust real. And believe that he will be safe. While I would like to seek out my own people, um, I'm not sure that heading west or south is our most valuable option, especially if Aureol can handle that. Tough gambit. I really don't like the idea of dealing with elitist elves in general. No, I don't either. Um, I feel like of the audiences we're likely to receive, going north is the most friendly.
0: Definitely. True.
2: And I, I don't think like these problems are gonna go away, but like we can do something about the Pandominion and their ability to be prepared.
4: So I'm a prey. Okay, give me her a. And this is silent
1: need a really good religion check
4: okay 19 Um, and I'm praying at Stormhawk and basically just saying like hey what's going on what can I do to show you respect and to take care of the forest as best I can at this point in your opinion great
1: spirit so it's been continuing to rain this whole time. And as you're sitting near this cache, and you said that it was in a grotto, is that right Ulrich? This is correct. You're, it's tucked in a little bit. Morelande, as you as you look out into the forest seeking the wisdom of the Stormhawk, you get a reply in the form of a single lightning bolt striking the nearest tree. And I'm going to need everybody to make a constitution saving throw. 13. 23. 13. 4. Auric, Alaris, and Morlinde, you are all deafened. Grimton, somehow you're doing really well on this, man. (laughs) He's already deaf as opposed.
0: I've been working with forge for about 300 years, like noisy is whatever he knows how to read lips
1: (laughs) canon canon so that's the situation and you can interpret that however you wish
4: great well I prayed and that's what we got
1: I'll say that you feel that I mean you really feel it in your gut that was your reply in addition to burning seething anger just in the air oh good like it was it's palpable the energy of the electricity is just alive in the air.
4: Okay, well, it's pissed.
2: I assume, like, after a time, the deafness kind of subsides and I can finally hear more Linde. Yeah. And uh what exactly did, uh, just happened? What did you say to him?
4: It? Uh, I said, what's going on? How can we help?
2: So that, that wasn't a, a positive response then? I don't, you know, I'm not like-
4: No, but I don't know if it was necessarily this. mad at me. I think it's just like mad. Well, I think if the spirit is mad then it's probably gonna handle the warforged okay. I don't know if it's gonna be nice to my people, but
3: I think that's that's a reasonable response. Like if it doesn't want Warforged here it'll deal with them. And if it is mad at us, then I'm sure we'll incur its wrath. It we'll also be dealt with. Yeah. So Might so, as yeah. well just ignore it. <laughs>
2: what what do you propose we do?
4: Well, if you're not going to go back, we should just keep going. Going north? Yeah, unless you guys want to diplomacy the uh the enraged elves.
2: I think we should go north. Um, at the very least, we can accomplish something. And I don't imagine being anywhere near the spirits is like a particularly great idea right now. They might need some space. So north it is.
3: Okay, well, let's go. somebody near a band? Oh, yeah, I think my roommate's playing guitar. Um, so I'll go ask him to
1: stop. I mean, you don't have to so, ask him to stop, but if, if there are doors that are shuttable between you and he, then... What? If there are doors that are shuttable between you and they, they are, he, then it'd be great. Okay, well... <laughs> what's, what's funny
2: is when Joe asks questions like that, I then... Look around at my surroundings and try and interpret sounds that could come across the internet as being that. And like, literally, none of the sounds happening in this room were remotely close. And literally, the only sound being made is Finn licking himself. <laughs> so like, flash <laughs> burrowing under <into> my covers. <laughs> yes, I was just like, <laughs> I was like,
0: who's? For who those new to the show, Finn is like his roommate. He's. Cr- <laughs> <laughs>
2: Finn is a small, fuzzy, very,
0: dog. very hairy roommate. Uh,
2: didn't we,
1: didn't we, like link his Instagram already? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's on the internet. On oh my you, god! You, you can, you can find right. a, a link to Finn the Puppy Instagram uh, on our website.
4: <laughs> oh he my gosh! Actually,
0: stands for Dogs and Dragons.
1: <laughs> dogs and Dragons. Dobes. You do prefer it, Alaris, right? Yep, exactly. Okay, Alaris Geldrim. I know for the longest time I was pronouncing it Elaris Alaris? Geldrim. I, I've called him Elris a few times this this recording, and I forgot, and then I realized it's, it's Elaris. I, mean, I mean, it's okay. It's maybe get messed fair. up in real life. That's
0: fair. Right, Stefan? Okay. Uh. <laughs> One of my managers called me Yeti the other day. <laughs> Yeti? <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. He just, like, you know, like, fumbled over his words, but he, like... He was like, how you coming along, Yeti? And I was like, what? <laughs> we got,
3: got Yeti. We've got Steven with an F. We've got
4: <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> oh, come on. You can't actually screw up my name.
1: Watch Challenge me. accepted.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, Stephanie? Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a thing now. <laughs> it's me, John.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyway...
4: Basic, <laughs> but not that basic.
0: Before before this dissolves, all right, like, calm, yes, he's memes. come down, Susie. Like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Jesus, can't be a thing. Oh, but
0: say...
2: <laughs> all our listeners are gonna be like, I don't know who plays anymore. Like, it used to be, it used to be
1: Sarah. Who's and Becky? You know,
0: yeah. <laughs> Who's Deborah? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I stopped. Who's Debbie? I stopped listening because the DM's name was. They Jerry. just kept mixing up the cast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway.
1: Oh, goodness. That'll be a good bit to put at the end of the episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>